0: If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I am having some serious issues with New Hampshire Family Court and you may know that I am a sex worker. So I just want to sum this up and then I want to share the details of it, but I am giving this warning here that this might be triggering for people who have trouble hearing about certain kinds of abuse. So that is the warning before I get started, but I'm about to spill the tea on my situation in a pre- In the previous episode I mentioned my mother. I've probably mentioned her a few times. At this point I don't really speak to anybody in my family. It's not that I hate everyone, but it's difficult to continue to pretend that certain things didn't happen. I wrote up this whole long explanation of exactly what's going on and I'm naming names. I'm going to share this now because I think it sheds light on my situation and I feel strongly that that might help someone. So if you're going through something really terrible and you feel like you're all alone and nobody would understand because the situation is so complicated it would take too long to even explain to people, I can relate to that. If you are one of those people who's decided to end relationships with family members, I can relate to that. If you're somebody who had to live through various kinds of child abuse and exploitation, I can relate to that. I'm sharing this so that other people feel seen and feel heard and feel like they have the right to share their story and share the negative parts of it. We can all learn and grow from understanding these things better. The reason I wrote this is because there is a new judge on the case and I was a little worried that the judge wouldn't take the time to understand the entire case. I was trying to briefly, even though it's not that brief, explain the entire background of the case. So I figured I'd share this because it would help people who are listening understand a little more about what's going on. But basically, the issue is that I found myself at a very bad time in my life when I was already dealing with other relationship issues and other separate issues in my life, personal health problems and stuff like that. I was already a single mother of four, and I say single because my ex-husband and I were having some issues. Our relationship wasn't completely over at that point, but we were divorced. It's so complicated. I didn't even really get into all of that. I'll talk a little more about relationships in another episode, but I'm going to jump in now and read this, I hope that it helps people who are going through something understand that they're not alone. And for people who haven't had the misfortune of having to deal with any of this kind of trauma, maybe it will help you understand what it's like for people like us. Thank you for taking the time to consider my case. It is unfortunate that so much has happened prior to today. I will do my best to paint a clear picture of this tragic situation and I will close with my requests for how to improve things going forward. I'm here today because William Albert DeRico Jr. has been a criminal threat to me for far too long. I have a restraining order against Mr. DeRico because he is a danger to me. Mr. DeRico's wife, Lisa DeRico, and his parents, Karen and Gerald Delaney, help Mr. DeRico abuse me and exploit me. This needs to be stopped. There is also the issue of systemic racism and New Hampshire family court corruption. The problem started with the first New Hampshire judge on this case, Michael Ryan, after he recovered himself, Alice Love started making recommendations that were signed by former Judge Julian Tricasso. In 2017, Julian Tricasso signed orders in this case that are unlawful. One order claimed that the court had reason to believe that I was an escort. The very next order signed by Julian Tricasso stated that I owed child support based on a reasonable estimate of my income. The only income they could have been referring to was prostitution income. But how could they even estimate that? The numbers were bogus and the whole thing was a violation of several laws regarding sex trafficking. New Hampshire Family Court is facilitating sex trafficking in violation of federal and state laws. Julian Tricasso was later arrested because of an unlawful act in another family court case and she is no longer a judge. Julian Tricasso did not act alone. Alice Love made the recommendations with malicious intent. The employees at Merrimack Courthouse were mad at me for filing a lawsuit in federal court in 2017 so they retaliated by writing disparaging things about me for a corrupt former judge to sign. The court record is my proof that Merrimack Family Court was biased against me. William Albert DeRico Jr. conspired with his family and they hired a lawyer, Cynthia Gilman. If Cynthia was better at her job, she might have been more subtle about helping her client pimp me out. Cynthia Gilman helped her client abuse the legal process to get corrupt court officials to order me to share proceeds of prostitution. Harm has been done here. They're trying to call it child support, but I know this is sex trafficking. I have first-hand experience with this kind of abuse, and I'm not going to tolerate it as an adult. This case started in Massachusetts in 2010. I have four other children who are not directly involved in this case. My other children were born in 2003, 2005, 2006, and 2007. I met Mr. Dorico in 2009, and we only share one child in common, my youngest son, Shmoopsy, who was born in 2010. In 2012, I was attacked by Jorge Garcia, who is the father of three of my children. There was a history of Jorge being abusive toward me. Sometimes I reported it, so there is a record in Newton, Massachusetts court. I needed help after the attack in 2012, so Shmoopsy started spending more time with his father. In 2013, Mr. DeRico requested custody of our son, and I agreed because we were co-parenting amicably, and I needed to find a new place to live. Several terrible things happened around on this time. My landlord, where I had lived for seven years, refused to renew my lease because my neighbor was robbed at knife point in the middle of the night. I was the intended victim of the home invasion. There is a record of this in Newton, Massachusetts courts. I cooperated with detectives and I testified in front of a grand jury. People went to prison. I was afraid for my safety. I became homeless because I was the intended victim of a home invasion. That is horribly unfair, but that is what happened. I thought the criminals that I testified against might send someone to harm me. I was also afraid that Jorge Garcia would try to attack me again. The stress was unbearable at times but I stayed in contact with my son Shmoopsy and made sure he was safe and happy when he was with me. When I was fortunate enough to start homesteading in 2015, Shmoopsy was able to experience this cool adventure with me. Shmoopsy was there when we got home one night and there was a moose in my driveway. He loved helping me build campfires and work on the cabin. When Shmoopsy was with me, he was able to hang out with his cousins, making gingerbread houses, going to amusement parks, and spending summer days on the beach. Mr. Derico's family is much older than my family, so Schmoopsy doesn't have any cousins close to his age on his father's side. In 2015, Mr. Derico tried to lure my daughter to his house for a sleepover when she was 12 years old. Mr. Derico is a pedophile. He openly and unabashedly expresses his sexual attraction to girls. Mr. Derico wanted to find a way to be alone with my preteen daughter so he could do something predatory. Mr. DeRico was extremely angry about me not allowing him to have time alone with my daughter, who was 12 years old at the time, and she is not related to him. He was so angry that he started keeping my son Shmoopsy away from me in violation of Massachusetts Family Court orders. Enough time had passed that jurisdiction had shifted to New Hampshire, so I had to file there. Mr. DeRico was attempting to use coercion to force me to put my daughter in harm's way, but I never went along with his nonsense. I knew he was a danger to my daughter. Mr. DiRico is a dangerous predator who is made even more dangerous because he has a female assistant, his wife, Lisa, who helps him disarm his victims. The Doricos are a poor version of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Just like Ghislaine, Lisa DiRico procures women for herself and for her husband to exploit sexually. When he makes sexual comments about children's bodies, she agrees with him. Lisa DiRico is a pedophile too, just like Ghislaine Maxwell. Lisa DiRico is her husband's submissive sidekick. She goes along with all of his predatory shenanigans. Mr. DeRico got me pregnant on purpose after buying multiple drinks for me and taking me back to his house in New Hampshire. He got me pregnant on purpose because his wife could not have a baby. He and his wife hated me because it seemed so easy for me to do something that was so impossible for them. They became obsessed with me because they desperately wanted my baby. Mr. derico has stalked me since 2009. He watched me in the shower without my knowledge and he took nude photos of me without my permission. In 2021, my son Schmoopsi told me that he was uncomfortable with his father going into the bathroom while Schmoopsi was showering. Shmoopsy said he wanted privacy while showering. Mr. Derico has voyeuristic tendencies. It is inappropriate and harmful for Mr. Derico to peek at my son while he is taking a shower. Mr. Derico doesn't respect healthy boundaries because he is addicted to drugs including methamphetamines and he has poor reasoning skills. Mr. Derico is unable. Able to help Schmoopsie with anything academic because Mr. Dorico is functionally illiterate. Schmoopsie will benefit from more time with me. Before my life fell apart, I was a full-time mom and I homeschooled my children. Education is extremely important to me. I read to my children every single day. I started teaching my babies to recognize letters as soon as they started talking. My four older children were reading chapter books by the time they were three or four years old. I did not have the opportunity to teach Schmoopsie to read when he was little because I did not have enough time with him. I still did my best to read with him whenever I could. Shmoopsy will benefit from more time with me for academic reasons and because I am his mother and I love him. Schmoopsie needs this court to force his father to do the right thing for Schmoopsie. Why is there no guardian ad litem in this case? The reason is that the corrupt New Hampshire Family Court couldn't force me to pay the exorbitant fees. It should be about the best interest of the child, but it's really about money. New Hampshire Family Court tries to figure out if the the parents have money so they can extort money from them and help their corrupt lawyer friends profit off of the case. Justice isn't even an afterthought for these criminal judicial employees. The case that led to Intracaso's arrest was just one example of the corruption that is rampant in this court system. I never stood a chance of getting justice in Merrimack Court, and I believe my perceived race was a factor in the unfair treatment I was subjected to. Saturday, May 14, 2022, a man with a white supremacist agenda drew drove more than three hours to a grocery store in Buffalo, New York to kill black people. The terrorist had planned the attack for years. He wore body armor and he was heavily armed. He killed 10 people and wounded three others. The terrorist targeted that place because it was in a predominantly black neighborhood and he wanted to kill black people. The manager who was working at the grocery store that day is white. The terrorist stopped shooting at the manager and said, I'm sorry, when he realized that the person he was shooting at was white. The terrorist continued to shoot people he perceived as black. Hateful racism is often displayed in less violent ways. New Hampshire was one of the last states in the U.S. to recognize Martin Luther King Day as a holiday. The culture of racist hate permeates the entire country, not just the South. Mont Vernon Village School intentionally interfered with a court order in April 2021. Racist administrators at the school knew they were interfering with a court order when they prevented me from picking my son up from school, but they didn't care. This is an example of the systemic racism that Infects New Hampshire. Mont Vernon police knowingly interfered with the court order as well. Mont Vernon police are supposed to enforce the law, which includes court orders. The police do not have the authority to supersede a court order. Mont Vernon police helped Mont Vernon Village School victimize me in 2021. Mont Vernon police threatened me and lied in their police reports. The racist chief refused to correct the lies in the reports until I contacted the town board. Systemic racism is a major problem in New Hampshire. The police refuse to protect me and instead violate court orders to deprive me of rights. Alice Love gave me a reading comprehension test on the record in 2019 in Merrimack Court. That seemed racist to me. Why would she doubt my ability to understand a piece of reading material? Alice Love did not test Mr. Rico's reading comprehension. This is an example of the racism that infects the minds of so many people in America. Black people are supposed to be illiterate because systemic racism provides people who look like me with a garbage education. I'm pretty sure that I passed the asinine reading comprehension test that Alice Love gave me. If you rape a prostitute, you get to be a pimp in New Hampshire. A dingbat judicial referee and a criminal former judge got us to where we are now. A group of malicious white people conspired to deprive a black woman of rights. I don't think race was their only motivation for depriving me of my rights, but I believe it played a part. A system like this doesn't invoke feelings of honor or respect in me. Merrimack, New Hampshire, ordered me to pay an amount so high that I immediately lost my right to get a passport. I am not allowed to leave the country until I comply with the order of my exploitation. I was arrested in Massachusetts because of this unlawful order. The arrest was an intimidation tactic that backfired. They didn't want to actually take me to jail, but I refused to leave before speaking to a judge. I will never again comply with my own exploitation. Never again. When I was about 14 years old, my mother sold me to a pimp who lived in Manchester, New Hampshire. The pimp's son was her boyfriend. Said boyfriend had started grooming me when I was 11 years old. Then he started sneaking into my bedroom in the middle of the night to rape me in my own bed whenever he wanted to. My mother turned a blind eye because her boyfriend gave her lots of money. She continued to turn a blind eye after I told when I was 13 years old. I was so brave, but it didn't help. The abuse continued until I was 15. My mother and her boyfriend paid for me to go to Europe with the rich kid's from my high school because I stayed quiet about the abuse. They also paid for me to go to Honduras and Nicaragua. I could travel the world if I just allowed myself to be pimped out. It's weird how the past foretells the future. When I got back from Spain and England, I finally stood up to my abuser and told him to leave me alone. I was ready to fight to the death, but I didn't have to. He left me alone. No more overseas trips, though. For years, I stayed quiet and allowed myself to be raped because I knew how much my mother needed the money. She should have sold. Her own body. In the past, I gave Mr. DeRico some of the money I earned from prostitution. I'm done. If Mr. DeRico wants to profit off of prostitution, he should take care of his meth mouth by having those rotten teeth removed. Then he can offer special services. Ordering me to pay child support arrears based on some bogus estimate of how much money I made from prostitution is blatant sex trafficking. These unlawful rulings from a disgraced, criminal former judge must be overturned. Parental alienation that has resulted from Mr. DiRico's harmful actions must be addressed. Mr. DiRico repeatedly violated the parenting schedule with impunity because Alice Love and Merrimack Court were biased against me. They let Mr. DiRico behave like a monster in the courthouse without repercussions. I had to get a restraining order in Massachusetts to protect myself from Mr. DiRico. Then, Suzanne Gorman, here at Milford Court, attempted to mischaracterize the facts in this case to make me seem like I am a dangerous person. The way Suzanne Gorman Treated me on the record was traumatizing to me. She was unprofessional and it was inappropriate. The restraining order restricts Mr. DeRico's behavior because Mr. DeRico is a danger to me. An unbiased judge reviewed the facts and our history and awarded the restraining order. The day of the hearing for the restraining order at court in Gardner, Massachusetts, Mr. DeRico had an aggressive outburst in the courtroom in the presence of the judge. Mr. DeRico is not a reasonable or rational person. The drugs he abuses make him paranoid, obsessed, and unpredictable. I need to be protected from him and his family. What they have done to me is criminal, and most of it has been documented in this court's records. I will continue to pursue justice in civil court, and I believe criminal charges are appropriate as well. The last part is just what I am asking the court to do, which is to basically vacate the child support arrears from 2017 because they're based on prostitution income and sanction Mr. DeRico for for repeatedly violating court orders. He needs to be forced to respect court orders. And then I have a suggestion for summer vacation parenting time. I know that was a lot. That was a lot of information and it was probably not easy to listen to. But if you made it to the end, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to even listen to my story. If you have any suggestions on how I could handle this, better, I am open to that. Please send me a message. I would really appreciate it. If you know of any good lawyers who aren't just trying to milk a client for money, please let me know. I'm looking for a lawyer who is licensed in New Hampshire and Massachusetts and familiar with suing people in federal court because I am going to sue these people again. And by again, I mean for the third time. I will continue to do it if they continue to add on to their Criminal behavior, I will continue to file lawsuits and file complaints and contact mayors and town boards and police chiefs and whoever else I need to because I'm not just going to sit here and be some easy target for abuse. I will make their lives impossible in any way that I can. So thank you very much for listening. I hope that somebody has found this empowering and maybe we can work together to make this shitty world a better place.